Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome this morning to the Monday morning, 6 a.m., creating a prayer code for God prayer call this morning. I am Pastor Lester Hayes here with my lovely wife, Pastor Sharon Hayes, and uh, we'd like to welcome you all this morning to the creating a prayer culture for God, amen, and just, you know, thank God for you joining us this morning, amen, amen. So let's go ahead and pray and get into the Word this morning. Father God, as we come this morning in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We come with hearts of thanksgiving this morning as we enter your gates, Lord God, with praise and enter your courts, Lord God, with thanksgiving. We thank you for what you've already done, what you're doing uh, presently, Lord God, in our lives here on earth. We thank you for what you're yet to do, God. As we pray this morning, Father God, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would lead, guide, and direct us this morning, touch, heal, comfort, move in a mighty way, Holy Spirit, have your way this morning, speak to us, use us this morning for your glory, we honor you, we praise you, we worship you this morning, we give you all the glory, Father God, as we come this morning. Now we pray that thy will be done and thy kingdom come, let it be so in our lives here today throughout the world, throughout this <clears throat> nation and other nations, God. We just pray that your will be done and your kingdom come here on the prayer line this morning. God, touch in a mighty way today to change the course of lives that are going in the wrong direction, Lord God. And we just pray, God, for you to heal, forgive our sins and heal our land, Lord God. We thank you for it. Now, bless this morning as we open up your word as the general epistles of the Apostle Peter, Lord God, and help us this morning to be able to receive this word, Lord God, and to be able to apply it to our lives, Lord God, as we go forth and share it as we continue, Lord, to grow as truth seekers, Lord, seeking your truth, seeking your word, God, that inspired truth of God, that word of God that is inspired and it's true, God. And we thank you now, Father, in the name of Jesus, for your holy word this morning. I'm praying this morning to continue to heal Pastor Eric and bring him back stronger than before. Pastor Sharon and I and anyone else, God, that's going through this morning, Brother Hal and Smith, Mr. Biggers, Lord God, Deaconess McNair, Mr. C.J. Davis, Lord God, Miss Gus, get to prepare for her surgery. We just give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. We ask you to be with the Fountain family and they suffer a loss. And one of their sisters, Lord God, Miss Dorothy Moden, Lord God, and we pray for the family of the young man who was shot in the heart the other night, Lord God. We're praying that his, 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 his shooter, Lord God, the murderer of God, be caught and brought to justice in the swift manner. We just give you the praise for an honor for intervening into all this shooting and, and murdering that's taking place in our streets across the globe. And we thank you for it now. Now let your will be done in your kingdom come in all of these places and situations and circumstances. It is our prayer this morning in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright then. We're going to pick up our study this morning. <clears throat> Again, in the book of First uh, Peter, the first chapter, I think we got down to verse 12 on the other day. 
We're going to pick up with verse 13 this morning, where Peter again is writing to all of the Christian believers that have been scattered all over the Rome, all over Rome, all the different provinces. Uh, he's writing this letter to them uh, to encourage them to be, you know, have strong faith in God, you know, who they believed in, and there have been such a onslaught of persecution upon them by outsiders, you know, false prophets, false teachers, powerful people, because that, that area that they lived in was very wealthy. And it was an opportunity for outsiders to come in and take over the church and even inside the church and persuade and convince some of the ones that were leaders in the church. You know, some, sometimes that God of this world money can sway good people in the wrong direction. And thank God that Peter had enough insight to pick up on this and, and he was burdened with this and moved by this. And, you know, when the call of God is on your life, you are moved by certain things that you see going on in places where people are innocent, they're poor, they're just trying to live a good life, you know, and, and, and do the right thing. And all of a sudden, you know, you get people that target them, and we know who's behind it. We know it, the enemy uses the God of this world to tempt a lot of people. <clears throat> This is why the Lord, you know, tells us the danger of money. The love of money is the root of all evil. And because there was so much opportunity there for wealth, you know, it's, it's dangerous when you know you got people praying the will of God and you out there, man, committing all this, you know, all this sin and just call it what it is. And then people start to become persecuted when they speak out about it and take a stand and know that this is morally and ethically wrong. And it's kind of like the spiritual battle that we fight today. There's a lot going on around us. And, and people are being persecuted. Good, hardworking, honest people, poor people, you know, widows, homeless people. A lot of persecution at the hand of the wealthy. And the audacity that they have to call it Christ, you know, they're doing God's will. Exterminating people, eliminating people, killing people. You know, denying people basic essential needs and treat them like animals. Even some people calling them animals. That's because they think because, you know, they got a little bit of power. They can just speak down to people. But those are God's people. And so they need to be very careful and guarded in what they say and how they treat those people. Because Jesus said that that you do to the least of them, you do also unto me. Because vengeance is God, and when God's had enough, you know, I don't care who you think you are, he would take you down. In some cases, might remove you, uh, you know, and raise up somebody else that might do a better job. And so Peter writes this letter to encourage them during this onslaught of persecution. And a lot of them got the message. They, they were encouraged by it. And I'm praying and hoping as we continue to uh, distribute this message and remind people of this message that the hope will be restored that they're not the only ones suffering persecution for Christ's sake. It's going on today, probably more today than ever. <clears throat> Jesus told us in this world we live in, we're going to have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. Because he's overcome this world, he's still our praise. Amen.
And so let's look here in Peter, uh, the first book of Peter, chapter 1, verse 13 says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end. For the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation <clears throat> of Jesus Christ. What a powerful word. You know, he said, wherefore, you know, you know, everything going on right before you. You're being scattered by it. You're being persecuted by it. You're, you're part of it. You're right in the thick of it. But then he goes in and says, wherefore, gird up the lords of your mind. You know, keep your mind stayed on Jesus Christ. Fortify your mind. Renew your mind in the things of God. Because if the enemy can control your thoughts, he can control your behavior. And if he can control your behavior, he can control your life. And if he can control your life, he can control your death. But see, once we gird up our mind and renew our mind to the things of God, you know, let our thoughts come in agreement with his will. You know, study that word. Don't be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. <clears throat> we know scripture says as a man thinketh in his heart, you know, that's the kind of way he lives. That's how he is. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so thinking in the mind, you know, processing those thoughts, you know, but if you keep your mind stayed on the Lord, as we read in the book of, uh, book of, uh, the book of, uh, Isaiah chapter 16, verse three, I, I want to say, if we keep our mind stayed on the Lord, we will be kept in perfect peace. And so a double-minded man that James says is unstable in all of his ways. You can have two two minds operating in one in one bright two, in one head, you know, you become unstable in all your ways, you know. And the word of God settles our thoughts. It gives us perspective. It gives us focus, something to focus in on. And it builds uh you know, we often pray that this mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in you. But this is how you do it. You take God's word. You, you, just, you study it, you know, like workmen who need not be ashamed. But you can write and divide the word of truth, you know. And so you keep that word, you know, before your eyes so you can see it often. You know, because the, the eyes sometimes is the key or the window to your thought life. You see it, you're gonna think about it. You know, and if you see it often, you think about it often. Well, in that process of seeing that word and keeping it before your eyes, there, there are spiritual things that's taking place in your subconscious, you know? And before you know it, it begins to generate uh, something from within. But the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, our mouth do speak. And if you love that word, like that word loves you, they're not going to depart from it so easily. <clears throat> and so we have to develop a love of God's word in order for our minds to be renewed. And it, it does it does renew a person's thought life. You know, whatever goes in, you know, is what will come out. And if you let nothing go in, and it goes in through the eyes and the mind, 
you know, you're looking at the word like I'm looking at it now and I'm reading it. At the same time, there are thoughts that's just being developed for what I'm reading. And, and you just saw that in real time. Wherefore, gird up the bones of your mind. That word Lord means that there there's like compartments in your mind that, that, that's there for the word, okay? And it might not be the Bible, it might be other words, but that, that mind is, is, is compartmentalized to receive information, process information, you know? Be conformed to something, you know, and so you, you, you know, you got like you, like like we have a spirit in us, okay, and in our mind, our minds have a spirit too, you know. The mind is is like a living mechanism, an organism, okay. It can think, it can be creative, you know. And so that the learned is that is that ability, you know, in our minds to process that information, contain that information, withhold that information, begin to develop thoughts and, and plans and processes. You know, you, you got that headquarters up there, man. You know, and 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 we have to, you know, gird it up. You know, keep it fed. You know, keep it renewed in the things of God. You know, fortify, continue to build my thoughts. You know, toward God. Think on those things. You know, Philippians book, Philippians chapter four, around verse eight through thirteen. You know, Paul is right, King James Bible. He said, "Finally, brother, you know, you know, think. You know, if you be any virtue, think on these things. Be any praise, think on these things. These things that are good and honest and true and lovely. You know." Of these things, you know, that, that if it be any virtue of praise, it'll keep your mind, you know what I'm saying? It'll renew your mind because you're thinking on things from above. And the reason he says, you know, that there be any virtue, if you have any strength left, you know, after you, your mind has just been weighted down with so much pressure and you start thinking on good things from above, Hopefully your strength will come back. Hopefully your strength will be restored. You know, spiritually and physically and emotionally and every other way. You know, he said, then if it be any praise, let it be because you thought on these things. You know, <clears throat> so that's how we gird up our minds. Amen. And then he goes on to say, and be sober. So obviously, if my thoughts are not strong, or my thoughts are not where they need to be, you know, we 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 ask God to put a guard, you know, at the door of our lips. So obviously, we snare by what we say. So we have to be so guarded by what we say, okay? And we want that understanding that flows out of the mind that surpasses all understanding. It bears with the mouth guard of our heart and our mind that we may be kept in that in that time when the enemy is trying to infiltrate my thoughts and get me to think on things contrary to the word of God. So I gotta be sober-minded, you know? I gotta be focused-minded. I gotta be purposely-minded, you know? I gotta make things count. I don't have time to waste time anymore with foolishness. So I need to, I need to have a plan and a strategy. That plan and that strategy is I'm going to stay connected to God through His Word. 
you know, I'm going to pray often. I'm going to speak with my father often. I'm going to keep that conversation alive and open so that, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't pass out with foolishness. You know, I don't, I don't walk around like a drunk, unstable person, you know, and, and, and lots of times when you're empty, then you have nothing inside. It shows, it shows in how you do business, how you, how you operate, how you function. And the word of God gives us strength <clears throat> like no other. Powerful, quick and sharper than any two-edged sword. That's the sign of between the dividing, you know, between the body of, of soul and spirit, you know, gets down in there, man, and discern the thoughts and tents of the heart. And uh, if you know the, the, the power of the book of Proverbs, chapter 23, verse 7, the King's Day Bible, as a man thinketh in his heart, you know, so is he. And if I think I'm losing, chances are I'm going to act like a loser. Uh, if I think I'm, I'm I'm broke, busted, and disgusted, that's how it's going to be. If I think that my job is the worst job in the world, I might lose the job because I might be acting crazy on the job because I don't like to be there or whatever. You know, you, 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 you see and hear about all these different emotions that people go through. And this is what happens when you're not rooted and grounded in the things of God. And you're not keeping your mind stayed on him that he can keep you in perfect peace. There's no job situation out there is perfect. Just give and take, especially these days. Folks lay you off in the heartbeat behind somebody else. <clears throat> you're thinking you're irreplaceable. But you got to be sober-minded, you know. You know, God, because if you are a Christian believer, and God gives you a job or gives you a business and you know, gives you some skill. Hey, God wants you to invest that wherever you are at, whoever you're working for. You got to treat it like a blessing from God. You know, why, why pray and ask God, God, I need a job. And God opens the door and you get a job. And you go on the job and the first time you encounter a situation, well, I'm quitting getting up out of here. Think about what you're telling God. You know, God, I don't appreciate this job you gave me. Well, think about it this way. Here, here's, here's where you draw the line of being sober. Something happened in the job. Well, my mind is on the Lord, not on the job. How do how, how you mean that, Pastor? My mind is on the Lord who blessed me with the job, so I got to treat the blessing like a blessing. And whatever my hands find to do on that job, I do it all to the glory of God. That's the key. I don't do it to the glory of me. I don't do it to satisfy my ego, my self-righteousness. This is a blessing from God. And you know, if they ain't trying to kill you, abuse you, anything like that, hey, turn the other cheek. Go the other mile. Remember, this is a blessing from God. I didn't have a job. I prayed and asked for a job. God gave me a job. I got to treat it like a blessing from God. But if I'm not thinking like that, <clears throat> not being sober-minded, you know, it's impossible for me. He says here, and hope to the end for the grace, for the grace, 
I love that word hope. Don't give up. Don't turn back. Don't look back and put in no, you know, treat it like a blessing. Keep hope alive to the end. Gotta endure to the end. Gotta keep pressing. And this is what Peter is kind of imposing on these people who are running away, being scattered. They're probably fearful. That they're probably thinking they're gonna suffer great loss. And some of them actually may have been murdered, like we see today, and killed for no apparent reason other than they are believers. They're Christian believers. They're being uh, on start of persecution. When I'm when I read this, and thank God Peter is is is, is trying to restore their hope in God in Jesus Christ. And the the second thing that reason why he writes this epistle he wants them to start thinking about the second coming of jesus christ you know if i'm running away and in fear i you know i'm, I'm ain't no way i'm going to continue to be sober-minded ain't no way i'm going to continue to gird up my lungs i'm trying to i'm trying to run away from danger trying to find me a safe place well obviously it's in the book of proverbs chapter 20 18 and 10 i'm sorry king james Bible. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into that name, and they're safe. And right now, they're just thinking about getting away from these persecutors who are persecuting them in sin. The sin to, to persecute a righteous person. And you call yourself a leader? Come on now. And so, amen, uh, you know, and, and hope to the end. For the great that is to be brought into you. You know, we always say in the book of Romans, chapter 18, I'm sorry, chapter 8, verse 18 of King James Bible. I reckon that the suckers of this present time, these are light afflictions, are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. They're not. God going to take that lid off after you've endured and suffered for a while. Don't compare it. It is no comparison. <laughs> God going to take that lid off and the glory that you ran away with is still there. It's going to come forth. It's going to spring forth. And I need the word of God to encourage me so that I keep my hope alive. That, that, that word of God, like, what is your hope? You know, you keep to the life. You keep hoping that the things I read, things I know, the things I learned from the beginning, the things I heard about God, just because I'm being persecuted for Christ's sake, well, hey, Jesus was persecuted. They persecuted us because of him. Anybody that try to live God it will suffer persecution for his name's sake. That ought to water my hope. And I'm being like Jesus, and if I suffer with him, he said, you're going to reign with me. I die with him, you're going to live with me. So we got, we got, we have the victory, amen. And he says, you know, that grace we know is sufficient for us. Even in, in persecution, Paul asked God to heal him from the thorn in the flesh three times. And each time, the Lord said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Right away, Paul got it. And he said, I'm going to rejoice in my affliction that your grace may appear upon me. Man, what a statement. What a statement. In the book of First Corinthians chapter... I want to say chapter 9, I'm sorry, chapter 12, verse 8 and 9 of the King James Bible. And Paul suffered, man. He went through, but he kept hope alive. 
because the Lord spoke to him after he denied him three times. <coughs> it's so far down. I went on and preached that gospel, man. Read that good news. Great ambassador for Christ. Up against all that persecution, all that torment, all that suffering. That was his motivation because he knew that God's grace was sufficient for him. We've got to know that this morning out there, saints. And he goes on to say, it's to be bought unto you. I like that. God will deliver. He's going to bring it to you. He will deliver what he promised. And he promised us a way out so we can bear these things. You know, he promised us he won't forsake us or leave us. And so as these people are leaving the, the, the you know, the, the, the provinces and they're running, they're scattered, they're trying to find safe haven. Thank God for the Apostle Peter writing this letter to encourage them to stand firm, you know, in their salvation, in their belief, and prepare themselves for the second coming of, a, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, the gospel was really needed in, that, in those provinces. And Peter comes, man, and published two powerful letters to encourage them to stand firm in their belief. I like that, man. We need to stand firm in this hour of darkness on this earth and gross darkness on the people. We are the ones who've got to take a stand against this and preach against it, you know, because there are people being tormented today because, you know, the, the, the wicked are in charge and they're persecuting people left and right. <clears throat> You know, but we want the righteous to be in charge so the people can rejoice and be happy with life, not fearful in life. And so he says, brought into you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's it right there. There's a lot of people that don't have a revelation of Jesus Christ because nothing has been unveiled or revealed to them about him, especially in a stone, in a difficult moment in time. You know, they, they, back then, those people had Jesus, you know, and they trusted God because they had apostles and prophets telling them what thus say the Lord. And some got real angry and killed the prophets. Yeah, but they couldn't kill the message. And so now is the time that we have to leave that rich, that rich deposit that's what's going to help people get through. Bible talks about he's giving seed to the sower. And that seed he's talking about is the word of God. He's talking about your light be your money. It's the word of God. First that seed, then that blade, then that poor ear. It's going to bear some fruit if you plant it. And sometimes we water. We don't know one and the same, planter, water. But we know that God gives that increase. There's a season of planting, season of watering, but there is an increase. That season comes to bring harvest. If we never sow, we never plant, we never water, there'll be no harvest. That's when the enemy wreaks havoc. He likes people to go in there and preach and teach the tradition of men that makes the glorious gospel no effect. He likes for people to go in the church and give you their philosophy. He likes for them to come with enticing words and excellency of speech. He could get all excited and get their mind off of God. But the revelation of Jesus Christ, the unveiling of him, 
you know, is is more powerful than anything. He is a living word. Amen. So we're gonna bring him in right there, you know, just talk just talking uh the message from Peter this morning, wherefore gird up your the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Do pray and hope this morning that Father some grace has appeared to those who are listening this morning. Do pray and hope this morning, Father, in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that as this word is going out, God, it, it is your word. It is the truth, God. This is general epistle from Peter to encourage those saints of God, those Christian believers that were being scattered because of persecution. I pray this morning that those that are listening this morning, this day, right now, God, or will be listening to this message, that there will be a grace brought to them, Lord God, that will be sufficient for them. I pray this morning, Lord God, that for every listener out there that shall hear this good news, this message will gird up the lungs of their minds, will be sober. They'll stand firm, Lord God, on firm footing on the very foundation of your promises to them to bring hope to them, Lord, as they wait on the revelation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We pray this morning for an unveiling of the true inspired word of God this morning about who Jesus Christ is and that if nothing else, Lord, they will get to know Jesus in a personal, intimate way. As your word goes out, Lord God, I pray that it be sent out with grace Lord God, to minister to those, God, that are without grace. Bring mercy this morning, Lord God, to places where there is no mercy. Touch the heart of every leader, Lord God. As Peter called out those leaders, the persecutors. I, I pray in the name of Jesus for every leader this morning that will listen to this word, searching online for this kind of word, that it would touch their hearts and have them to re-examine and reevaluate how they deal with your precious souls. And be warned, Lord, that 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 we do to the least of them, we do also unto you. So I thank you this morning, and I praise you this morning for your word falling on good ground, taking root and producing fruit that will remain. This is our prayer this morning, Lord, that this word go out and not come back, boys, so that do what you please in the purpose to which you sent. Now we pray that your kingdom will come, your way of doing things, and establish a hope for the people of God as we wait and prepare, stand firm in the onslaught of persecution that's going on all over the world. The return, the second return, the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now let it be done in our life on earth, here on earth as it is in heaven. Let your kingdom come and your will be done now, God. It's our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.